The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. Tommy's back a day earlier. Uh, we're going to get the whole, whole rundown on the Orlando trip. Really want you to rate and review the show today. Maybe you can wait until after the show. Today should be a really good one. Uh, rate us and review us on Apple and Spotify. This from Rich. First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, Rich writes. Just wanted to say great job, Kevin, Tom, Cooley, on this podcast. They've been winning off the field for years, reference to Bruce Allen. Other podcasts are simply trash at their feet. Fantastic analysis, humorous takes, and quality production. You like that? Uh, then you're going to love <laughs> the Kevin Sheehan Show. It's electrifying. Uh, thank you, uh, Rich, very much. Um, and thank all of you that keep sending in your reviews of the podcast. Rate us five stars. Review us. Uh, with one to two sentences, um, that is really, really good for us. Tom is back. You know, hold on. Where's, God damn it, where's my phone? Here it is. I thought for a moment I left my phone in the car and I was going to be so upset. All right, so Tommy, Tommy sent me the following text a few days ago because I just sent him a text saying, how is it going? And you sent me the scene from Citizen Kane, which, as you know, there are many movies that I haven't seen and many classics that I haven't seen. But you sent me uh, a video, a YouTube video of the room trashing scene. So, yes, um, this would have been an indication, along with, by the way, your your Twitter account, which people were pointing out to me. And then I went back and caught up on much of it. Uh, you just seem to be kind of angry over the last few days. What's going oh. on? Was this a did, did you get the fast passes that I told you about or not? Oh, we'll get we'll get to the fast passes. Okay, we'll get to that. That that's when things started going well. Okay, so the travel we'll apparently the was a big pass. problem. So why don't, is that where you want oh, to start? I'm not saying, when I say going well, sarcastically. Okay. But we'll get to the fast pass. All right, so tell me about the uh, last, uh, tell me about this week. Well, uh, I was leaving on Saturday around noon. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, Liz, had flown out to Spokane the day before to go get our granddaughter and Saturday morning, afternoon, like early afternoon, she was flying out of Spokane to eventually wind up in Orlando. I was flying from Baltimore, Orlando. My oldest son uh, was also joining us. He was flying from Baltimore to Orlando. Uh, and uh, my flight got uh, postponed a little bit, you know. They got postponed a second time. Mm-hmm. Then I'm at the, I'm at the airport, and a third time. What were you flying? You want to point out the airline? Southwest. Yeah. Oh, Southwest. Yeah. Oh God, yes. <laughs> I do want to point out the airline. Yeah. Southwest. <laughs> Southwest. Uh huh. And then finally, finally, it got canceled. Mm. Just canceled. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, almost every Southwest flight out of Baltimore got canceled that day. 
there was some kind of glitch with their computer system, which doesn't really explain anything. And they canceled all these fights, which made me, I mean, part of the problem was there was bad weather in Florida. But there was a report uh, at one, that went out all over the wire saying that they had a com- com- bad computer glitch, mm-hmm. which I don't quite understand. If, if I mean, are those planes just sitting in the car at work and no one can pick up a phone and say, Billy, bring the plane over to gate E5 and we're going to fly them out? You know, what's this computer glitch mean? That means, like, everything stops anyway. My son's flight, he was on, he, his flight got canceled. He managed to book another flight to Orlando through Hartford, was on the plane, and they were taxiing, they were taxiing out of the gate, and then they stopped the flight, and they said, everyone who's on this flight who's connecting to Orlando needs to get off the plane. So they pulled the plane back. Oh, God. And he had to get off. Ugh. Okay? So we can't get out of, uh, we can't get out of, uh, you know, Baltimore. And, and BW, you can't get and out of BWI. You're just sitting at BWI yeah. right now at the Southwest Air. And, and, you know. and, and we're getting, we're getting the impression that we're not going to be able to leave today, Saturday, Sunday, or even Monday because of the way flights are backed up. What's the status of Liz up. right now on her way from Spokane to Orlando? Okay. She gets into Phoenix. Okay. Her flight from Phoenix to Orlando gets canceled. Oh, my God. This is happening okay. now on three fronts. This is amazing. Yes. Yes, this is. This is. So, So and and she, like us, Based on all the fight, and my, you know, let me just say something. My son is very good at crisis management. Mm-hmm. Like he, he will be on top of figuring out the workarounds on this. How do we get around this right. kind of thing? Okay, and there's no getting around this at this point. We're we're all looking at the possibility of not getting into Florida until Monday at the earliest. And when I mean Florida, I mean Florida. I mean, like, like uh, maybe Jacksonville. For her, for her, we looked at flights into Jacksonville, uh-huh. into Miami, into Tampa, uh-huh. into Fort Lauderdale. Right. Nothing. Nothing going into Florida, probably till Monday. And this is Saturday. Okay. And so she's stuck in Phoenix. What we decide to do is. Uh, while this is going on, he find my my son finds a a spirit flight leaving at nine thirty at night from Philly, getting into Orlando. So we drive from Baltimore to Philly. Okay. <laughs> this is by the way when you tweeted out, "Don't any of my goddamn friends have a private jet?" <laughs> Yes. No, apparently yes. not. Not willing to apparently at least not. loan one to you or loan or loan you a lift. So you're driving to Philly to get on a Spirit flight to Orlando, um, and Liz is faced with the prospect of being stuck in Phoenix for a couple of days. Continue. Right, with our granddaughter. Right. Okay. So who our granddaughter, who by the way is 12 years old, has a full blown middle school attitude and looks like Morticia Adams. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so she's from, not, she's from the Adams with family. The of, being, of being stuck there uh, with, with our granddaughter. So uh, we uh, while we're driving to Philly, uh, my son is working the phones and, and, and this is what we managed to do. We managed to get her on a flight because we just wanted to get her out of Phoenix, okay? So and as close to Florida as possible. So we got her on a flight from Phoenix to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, but it's not leaving until about our time, nine thirty at night, our time, right around the same time we're supposed to leave Philly. So we get to Philly, we get to our gate for Spirit Airlines. Uh, and uh, actually later. She's supposed to leave a little bit later. And uh, the flight's delayed. 
It's delayed because they're missing one crew member. Oh, my God. Okay. And they're waiting for another crew member. And it's delayed. And it's delayed. And we're sitting there at 10 o'clock, 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. Everyone's sitting there at, at gate E3 in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget the gate. <laughs> E3. Meanwhile, Liz is in Phoenix and waiting for her flight, which is delayed now, to go to Atlanta. Well, did you have a then, next leg uh, for her from Atlanta to Orlando? Oh, let me get to that. Okay. Let me get to that. I got. I have to get to that. It's part of the story. Uh, so, uh, and there is no, there is no, uh, okay, you know, let me get to that now. There's no leg from Atlanta to Orlando. No airline will, is going to fly into Orlando in time for us to do this. So it's the same situation, except she's eight hours away. In Orlando, in Atlanta, this time. Mm-hmm. What about so what about Atlanta to my... Tampa? What about Atlanta to Lauderdale? Nothing. nothing. Florida, nothing. Okay. Nothing. Spring break, Tommy. So you bitch any, into Florida. Any airline, mm-hmm. okay. So uh, you know somebody, you know, like, you know, she suggested renting a car, and that's like an eight nine hour oh, drive. Boy. And I said, yeah, yeah, you could do that, but I I put I put them on a mega bus. You put them on a mega so, bus. How long was so that ride took, supposed to be? Nine hours. Oh my god! Me- mega bus, <laughs> uh, and, but it wasn't going to leave until the next. Did morning. she consider anyway, that you looking out for her, putting her on a yes. bus? Yes. Oh man, she's easy. Oh so, god. So meanwhile, at, at, at our spirit flight, at you know, all of a sudden the crew members who were there. Start start trickling out and leaving home for home one one at a time <laughs> because the okay. one guy didn't show I, up on time. Yeah, yeah. So until the point there's nobody at the gate anymore. There's nobody on the plane that's sitting out there, you know, at the end of, at the end of the uh, walkway. So we assume it's canceled because there's nobody there. It's like midnight. It's nobody's there. What about what about uh, passengers? Just... What about passengers? Were they still hanging around, or did you just miss the announcement yes. that the flight had been canceled? No, no, no. no. We didn't when, miss anything. When you were everyone, everyone... when you were saddled up next to the bar, at this point, you've got to be pretty well on your way. I would have been. Well, not really, because I got to keep a clear head. We did spend a little time at Chicken and Pete's in the airport. <laughs> okay. But uh, I, I got to keep a clear head. So, yeah, everyone there is waiting, uh, and nothing's going to happen. Meanwhile, we have come to the conclusion that if we don't get on this plane, we're not going, okay? And if we're not going, Liz doesn't want to go. So she is – they announced her flight is boarding. And we need to decide should she get on that plane or should she just – Stay in Phoenix and fly back to Spokane the next morning. Oh no 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 no! Okay. You could get her on the plane and get to Atlanta would have been my call right then and but, there. But, but if but but if 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 we're not going, if we're not going to if this was it, we decided if we're not getting on if we're not leaving now, we're not going to Florida because okay. we're not going to get there till Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she doesn't want to go if we're not going. Right, she doesn't want to spend a couple of days with with you know with her and just her and her granddaughter there. So we need to decide. It's like, 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 uh, like a race, race track, a race car, deciding which one, which ones we should do. <laughs> Who's the mutter? So Who's the mutter? Because we've got definite rainy weather and a bad track right now. So, so my son finds a flight out of Philly at six in the morning mm-hmm. uh, on Frontier Airlines into Orlando Saturday morning, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, so it's midnight, around 11 o'clock Saturday night. But they still Sunday haven't canceled morning. officially the Spirit flight. You've just, you've just used deductive reasoning because nobody's there anymore. Right, right. And eventually they did cancel Okay. It. So, God uh, so, so we booked this flight at 6 in the morning uh-huh. at a frontier, and we tell Liz to get on the plane, quick, get on the plane to, to Atlanta, and then take the and then what she's going to do is when she gets to Atlanta at 5 in the morning, the Megabus doesn't leave till 11. Does the Megabus so, leave from the airport, or does she have to go to a bus station? Oh, she has to go to a bus station. Oh, Christ. So, so we leave. We book a, a, we book a, a hotel for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Atlanta. So at least they can, 
in Atlanta, so at least they can take a shower, yeah. get like two hours rest, something like that. And then she's going to take a, an Uber to uh, the bus stop the next morning. And we give her all the information, the address of the bus stop and all that. We found, found all that out. So she's going to get on a bus at 11 in the morning, and we're going to leave, uh, you know, for Orlando at 6 in the morning. We'll get there at 8.30. You know, she won't get in until 7.30 at night. Right. Nine-hour uh, nine bus So ride. we're so, looking for a hotel to stay in to do the same thing. Right, in to Philly. Get, you know, uh, take a shower, take a few hours sleep. We called or went to 16 hotels. Oh, my God. Nothing. Everything is booked. We stayed in Camden. Oh, my God. Yes. We stayed in Camden. And, and, it, was like only for, and it, was, it was only for a few hours. 90 minutes sleep I got, you know. <laughs> and uh, woke up the next morning, drove, drove back to the airport, and everything worked then. We got on the flight to Philly from Philly at 6 in the morning to Orlando, and we got in at 8.30. Hers, she managed to get out of the hotel, get to the bus station, and rode the nine hours to the Megabus. Oh and we met them at God. the Megabus stop at 7.30. That was our trip to Orlando. Your granddaughter got, must so have we, been, what, what, what family am I uh, related to here? <laughs> Why can't they figure <laughs> this thing out? I'm on a plane to Phoenix. I'm hanging out in the Phoenix airport. Then I'm going back to Spokane. Now I'm going to Atlanta for crying out loud and getting on a bus with all the other, you know, regulars. Um, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, honestly, Liz had it much worse than you did because of the nine-hour bus oh, ride. Absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely. not even close. But, she, but at that point, she, she said, I'll never fly a plane again. I'll take a bus any day because it was a mega bus and they they treat you pretty good it's not mm -hmm. like greyhound okay right. what are, i mean it's pretty comfortable there wasn't a flight into any any florida airport that any she, florida no and it's all no, uh, look nothing. i i know because i just recently traveled now we were very lucky we had no issues i didn't my wife didn't my middle son with his girlfriend flying back from lax to dulles had their flight canceled, he ended up doing a really nice job of not only getting them to pay for the hotel room and the Uber to the hotel, but then they got upgraded to first class for their flight home the next day. So I give him credit for really going after it and, and, and being relentless because apparently it was another situation like yours where they had them <clears throat> sitting there and then very late at night, because this was a red-eye flight, scheduled red-eye flight back, were saying, uh, yeah, the flight's canceled. And they're like, well, what are we supposed to do? What are you paying for? Do you have a hotel? Yeah, but the hotel was in Torrance. So... Um, that didn't work, and so somehow he ended up the next day on a in a first class seat uh, uh, home after uh, they paid for the hotel and the Uber, uh, which I was surprised that United would pay that. But God, you you had the trip from hell. I thought the problems yeah. were going to start when you got to Orlando. So no, 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 no. And now, meanwhile, we've missed the whole day. Okay. Right. Okay. So. In other words, the plan was two days at Universal mm -hmm. and one day at Disney. Right. Okay. Uh, so we've missed a day. That's a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. It's non-refundable. Okay. So we've missed a day. We decided to lock, you know, to skip Disney and just do the two days at Universal. Now the Disney people say we can use that within a year. But I doubt if I'm ever going to get anywhere close. <laughs> well, did Spirit at least pick up your hotel room? No. No, not no, no, Spirit. No, no. There was nobody to Spirit talk to Kevin. Yeah. There yeah. was no one to answer the phone. Yeah. There was nobody at any desk. Oh, my God. You drove There was to, nobody you, in Southwest. There was, like, there was no one to answer the phone. Southwest didn't answer a phone for two days. There was nobody. I mean, you so, you, I mean, you got so in the car and you made the two-hour drive to Philly to only have yeah. the same thing happen. Yes. Um, For totally different reasons. Right. For no reason other than Spirit was just a 
fucked up airline. Yeah. And I never flew them before, and I still haven't flown them, and I never will. You, uh, uh, you, tweeted so, out, you tweeted out at one point, the airline business is so screwed up that Dan Snyder must be running it. <laughs> <laughs> it has been screwed up recently. It's been a disaster oh, recently. It, it, it's an absolute disaster. And I'll tell you how I felt when we flew back mm-hmm. yesterday. How'd that go? Okay. And I, that went fine. Everybody, everything worked great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Flying home. But when I walked into that airport yesterday, I felt a little sick. Ajita, yeah. I really, I really did, like a little sick. I can't believe <laughs> I'm back in an airport again. Well, that Orlando airport, I think, is the busiest airport in America in terms of, you know, yeah. uh, the flights that are or busy, busiest destination. I forget what it is because I know Atlanta and others are... You know, and a lot of the hubs are are, are are super busy. But so if you can, and I'm enjoying this, trust me, I'm enjoying this. And I was kind of following it from afar. And when I texted you to ask you how it was going, I kind of got the sense that it wasn't going very well. So did you end up doing one day at Universal, one at Disney? Is that what is that how it netted out? No. No, we did two days at Universal because they have two Universal parks. And we just we just bagged Disney. You bagged Disney. Uh, you know, there were, okay. Yeah, because the main reason my granddaughter wanted to go was for the Harry Potter stuff, and that's at Universal. Okay. So she wasn't upset that you didn't go to okay. Disney World? No. Okay. Now, she's upset all the time about everything, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. But, but, but no, she, uh, she didn't care about Wouldn't you love to see that relationship, Disney. people, she, between grand, grandpa not, and a 12-year-old middle schooler? She's not a Magic Kingdom kind of girl. Okay. Okay. So it really didn't make a whole lot of difference. Well, to her. you 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 uh, compared her but, to but, Morticia Adams. So is she kind of like one of those middle school goth girls? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's nothing yeah. wrong if with that. Dark and if it if it's dark and black, she likes. Okay. It. Well, that's not so. so unusual. Just so you know. Um, okay. Okay. So uh, so we we lose we we've lost. At least a grand from Disney. Okay, so we take your advice. Uh, we go to the desk and we ask about the fast track for Universal. Yeah. And uh, she said, that's, well, that's uh, $250. And I said, well, that's not bad. And she said, per person. Uh, yeah. Per person. Did you tell yeah. her, or did, you, did you go into what, your, what it took for you to get there? Maybe she could give you, you yeah, know, that, an and, intro rate. And, and, they, and, that, and that had nothing to do with them, they said. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So for two days, I paid a grand extra oh, God. each day yeah. for these fast-track passes. Now, we're glad we got them because the lines oh, yeah. were, were really long, and we skated it, and it, and it, it helped our theme park experience significantly. But it was a thousand dollars a day extra on top of the money we had spent for the tickets, which were were a grand each. You know, I'm telling you, this this thing was almost as expensive as my car <laughs> when it was all said and done. Yeah. And I'm hoping to recoup some of the money because I am going to write a a, a lengthy diatribe to Southwest and Spirit explaining what went on. At least Southwest kept you up to date on what was going on, which wasn't good. Spirit just left you there. Left it's, us there. No communication. They, at what point did and, you and look around and the say gate, they all left? The guy at the gate, he couldn't, the guy who worked for Spirit, he couldn't get a hold of anybody either. Oh, my God. Um, Neil in Rockville, this was uh, a couple of days ago. Tommy seems very angry on Twitter. Has has anyone checked on Liz and his granddaughter? Disney takes months of prep and training. Um, It does, especially during spring break. As I told you, I told you everything would be super crowded. But my God, that is a travel nightmare. But a nine-hour bus ride, shoot me. Seriously. 
I think, I, well, I know what I would have chosen to do. I would have chosen to go back to Spokane, or I would have said, guess what? I'm in Phoenix. I'm going to Scottsdale, or I'm going to the Biltmore, checking in and hanging out here for a couple of days. That's what I'm doing. Um, but, a, but, a, but a late night flight or an early morning flight to Atlanta and then a nine-hour bus ride, when you all finally you know, uh, connected in Orlando... Did you celebrate? <laughs> well, uh, I, I, a little bit. I mean, it was it was literally like you know, uh, finding finding your family in the middle of an earthquake, <laughs> you know, or, or or natural disaster, and you've been separated mm-hmm. for days. Yeah, but at least you had communication. You find them. Yeah. Yes. So uh, now. Uh, the other part was, and this is no big deal, this is no surprise to anyone, Universal was great, especially the Universal Islands of Adventure Park. Okay. That was that was at the Spider-Man ride and the Kong ride. and uh, But, you know, we, and I've done theme parks before, and uh, when we did them with the kids when they were little, I, I guess we used to go back and take a, uh, take a nap in the afternoon and then come back at night. Right. We didn't really do that this time. We hit the park at 8 in the morning when it opened, okay? Uh, and uh, we hit it pretty hard. And each day at 4 o'clock, I, I'd say, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. You're done. I, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go. Well, why didn't you just I mean, go and let them stay? Well, they were, no, actually, Liz and my son felt the same way. I okay. wasn't the only one. All right. I mean, okay, two days. 38,000 steps. Two days, 38,000. So 19,000 a day. Well, I mean, you know what, Tommy? You ought to take up golf because uh, you'd get in about 17,000, 34,000. You might even feel a little fresher at the end of it. No, that's well, that's I, a I lot walk of walking. Every, I, walk, I walk every day, yeah. usually 10,000 steps a day. Whoa! Uh, you haven't told me that. Nine, you get 10,000 yeah, steps yeah, I, in every day? Well, I'd say uh, sometimes ten, usually nine, between nine and ten. That you know what? That's yeah, that's actually very good. Well, but it didn't prepare me for not just not just uh, thirty-eight thousand steps, but you know <laughs> you're on your feet the whole time. What was the weather you like? Know, we still had to wait in lines. Weather was good. We had great weather. Thank okay, God, good. we had great weather, and we enjoyed. Universal. Good, and we had a great time on on the ride. More importantly, so, did she enjoy Universal? She enjoyed. Well, she seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She seemed to enjoy it. So did Liz? And li- now, yeah. everybody is back home except for Liz, who's in flight as I speak from Spokane right now. Did she have any issues with her flight back to Spokane? Did it go through no. Phoenix? Uh, no, it went through Denver. Okay. And was it a United? Was it a United flight? No, it was Southwest. It was Southwest. Okay. All Every, right. Everything went smooth. Um, it sounds like quite the week. What else? What What am I missing? Um, or what haven't you told us about the travel, the trip? I, you're exhausted, clearly. Um, the, you know, and 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 that can be exhausting. I, I think the drive to Philly must have been really interesting because you are you're really pissed off, but at the same time you're optimistic because your son has created a solution. But I would imagine, you know, two hours in a car that would have been for me a a, a quick stop for a twelve pack minimum, uh, not for the driver, of course. But if I were the passenger uh, and I had just gone through that, but what would the, the, the next part of that would have been a disaster. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to be at one airport and have delays, 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 cancellation, and now what are we going to do? But to drive to Philly for, by the way, <laughs> a shittier airline, um, and yes. then have that thing fall apart at, you know, late hours of the night, you know, you should be reimbursed. Maybe Spirit doesn't do this. I don't know. You should be reimbursed for the hotel room, at least, and the yeah. Uber ride well, to the hotel try. room. Well, we didn't take. We had my car. Or you should so get a, my car. Or the, the you should get some sort of voucher for something, Tommy, from Southwest oh, I don't and want Spirit. A voucher. Well, a voucher for another flight. I don't want vouchers. Why? 
I mean, I don't, I don't want a voucher. I want, I want cash. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever flying. <laughs> I know I'm not flying Spirit again, and I doubt I'm flying Southwest again. I don't know. Southwest, oh. I, I know that some of these have, you know, the last couple of years have been tough with, with a lot of the, of the situations. But South, I used to love Southwest. I used to love it. I, I thought it was one of the easiest airlines. I, you know, I know the groups and, you know, getting in that one part of the line and the, the, the whole thing in the open seating is a bit of a pain in the ass. But I always thought Southwest was really good with customers. But I guess things have changed, and your experience wasn't very good. Um, there is some stuff that I'm sure you want to weigh in on uh, that you missed while you're away, including you know all the stuff with the Washington Commanders. Although things have actually kind of died down, unless you assume that this story about the um, six states, the attorney generals in six states, have written to Roger Goodell to be a big story. I'm not sure if it is or isn't. I haven't given it that much thought, to be honest with you. But we'll talk about that stuff. And then, of course, it is opening day. Uh, Tommy's back in time to go to opening day, which is now opening night, because the Nats and the Mets got moved back three hours because of the rain here today. So we'll start to get to all of that. Uh, oh, glad you're back. Glad you're healthy. And you know what? Another life experience, and nobody died, Tommy. Nobody died. Everybody's healthy, and your granddaughter hopefully had a great time, although who knows what she's saying about you out in Spokane right now. Uh, We'll get to all this other stuff right after these words from a few of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. So um, after the trip from hell that ended um, better, uh, the trip that certainly started um, poorly but didn't end poorly, uh, we now get to some sports conversation because since you've been – well, the last time you were on the show, we had the post report about financial improprieties. We had the first front office A.J. Perez story about um, financial impropriety. And then during the Final Four on Saturday, we got the story that got into more specificity from A.J. Perez about um, the uh, 40% ticket sales that go back to the league uh, for your home games that apparently, according to front office sports, or according to the um, Jason Friedman, the guy who was uh, the guy that gave this information to Congress, Washington had figured out a way to skim off the top of that. I had A.J. Perez on the show earlier this week. God, I can't even think of who uh, I had on that one day. I had A.J. on. um, I also had somebody else on to to discuss it. But anyway, uh, right now, um, there's been a little bit of a lull here for the last day and a half uh, in scandal uh, talk related to the Washington Commanders, but what was your uh, what was your reaction to that story? Well, again, you know, my premise is now 
uh, with this organization, and I think they've earned this, guilty till proven innocent. You know, they don't get the American tradition of innocent till proven guilty. I expect the worst out of this organization, and when the worst happens, I say, oh, of course. Of okay. course they did this. Okay, so beyond that, um, why do you – let's just – let's let's handle this one because I, I've spent a lot of time talking about it earlier this week, and I want to hear you. You think they're guilty of this, so where do you think it leads? Oh, I, I think ultimately uh, I think it leads to Dan Snyder being, being forced out. I think it does. And how does that happen? I think if, if, if like, this is true – Yeah. If this is true – I think the owners are going to say, you robbed us. You took money from us. Mm -hmm. They're going to vote him out, if this is true. Well, you've already said you believe it to be. You've already said you believe it to be true. Are you going to backtrack on that? I don't know if it's true. No. Believing something is not the same thing as knowledge. All right. So you, we, none of us have knowledge on whether or not it's true. Uh, but right, but you're, right, but you are, um, you're, you're smart enough to connect some of these dots here. So do you want me to help you connect some of these dots here on this particular story, just this story? Yeah, go, go ahead, because my, my, my mic's not working too well. Okay. For, first of all, I'm very skeptical that this is true. I'm not skeptical of the reporting that Jason Friedman told Congress that this is true. Um, but I'm skeptical that it's true for one reason more than any other, and that is it just and I've used your term multiple times this week, it just would have been juice that would have been nowhere worth the squeezing. Because 40% of $40 million is $16 million. If you're skimming 5 to 10% off the top, you know, you're talking about $1.6 million. They get $312 million a year in television revenue. Even this guy, A.J. Perez, told me on the podcast, it's actually more of like a benefit of like hundreds of thousands of dollars if they, if they, you know, if they were doing this. Um, so we know that they have certainly done dumb things without it being worthwhile, you know, suing the city paper, suing the 65 or 75 year old grandmother, which they apparently, uh, AJ told me she, she filed bankruptcy anyway. So they got nothing out of that except horrible publicity. So we know they're capable of making emotional, impulsive, stupid uh, decisions. But for me on this one, the math doesn't add up. Now, I agree with you. It's not the amount, if they did skim off the top, that would be like the difference maker here. If he cheated them, if he stole from them, then I think he'd be in big trouble. I think the the other 31 owners led by, you know, or leading the commissioner would say, you stole from us. You skimmed off the top. We don't do that. Uh, who cares if it amounted to, to, to $150,000? You know, you were trying to steal from that, from us. I just don't think that they did this. And then in talking to various people about the audits, and I know you, you know, mentioned to me last week on the podcast, and it's true. You know, we've had auditors fuck things up major, uh, you know, Arthur Anderson basically lost a business because of Enron. You know, we had the WorldCom situation, you know, the the examples that you and I talked about last week. But the league audits each team every three years, roughly. All right. Uh, And every three years, part of that audit is to go through very carefully to find out whether or not the teams have you know, done the math correctly. Like there's this assumption that nobody's going to really, it's just not a big enough number compared to the other numbers. They just want to make sure that the teams got the math on the 40% less expenses, you know, correct. And I was told, and then John Kime reported this too, that every three years when you're audited, the average amount of money that a team owes the league after the league's audit is $400,000 And the last time the Washington team was audited was, I think, in 20. So it would have been for, you know, the two or three years prior to that. And they owed $86,000. So it was much less than the average. Now, if they were skimming off the top and somehow the auditors missed it and there was a lot of money there, it's possible. I just don't – I'm skeptical – 
that the team did this. But I shouldn't be overly skeptical. I should think the way you think. And this guy Friedman, you know, I, 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 I've learned was one of the first to go when, when the new regime on the business side, led by Jason Wright, came into the organization. He was, you know, considered to be like a lot of the people, Tommy, that we knew you know, arrogant and, you know, not super competent. And he was part of the original house cleaning, one of the first to go, even though he had been there for 20-something years. Um, But I'm skeptical for those reasons about this thing. The back and forth, which I thought was pretty interesting, between the team and then Lisa Banks, who, as Neil and Rockville pointed out immediately, she just Im- admitted that Jason Friedman was the person um, that uh, disclosed this to Congress. It had been reported by Daniel Kaplan at The Athletic, but she is representing him. She admitted that he was the guy and then admitted he was the guy that disclosed this to Congress under an NDA which I thought was very interesting, and she claimed defamation of character. And then the team came back with, by the way, that guy Joseph Tacopina, remember him, who now spoke on behalf of the team and said, we never mentioned Jason Friedman by name, but bring on any defamation lawsuit you want to bring on. And I think I said yesterday, because now I'm losing track of when this all happened this week, but there is kind of a sense, and Neil and Rockville said this, the ball's back in Lisa Banks's court. Like she claimed defama- that that her client was defamed. The team said, "Well, we never mentioned your client, but bring on the defamation lawsuit all you want." I- I'm interested to see what her response is to this. I personally see, here's the thing. No, nobody. I mean, nobody with any. I'm seriously. I don't understand why Neil keeps doing this. Why would you say anything the team says seriously? Why would you operate under the premise that, that, that what they're doing is intelligent, sensible, and honest? Who said we were? They don't check any of those boxes. Who said we so were? Their response, so their response could just be these idiots out there saying, screw you, you know? You know, we've got lawyers. We're that, going to intimidate you. We're going to make your but that's, life But that's not, that's not my point. You, you missed the point. My point is, is that... They, they they put out a statement. She responded. They put out a statement to her response, and now we haven't had any response from her since. That's all. Well, because there's no point of of her responding to the football. Was team there a saying, point for her ahead, initial response? Go ahead, hit me. Was there a point of her uh, uh, initial response? Probably not. Okay. Probably not. Probably Fair. should just let it go. But I look. But uh, I mean, just Jesus. I mean, this whole idea, look, the Athletic wrote a big story, wrote a story that really, I think, tried to slap down the report by pointing out, you know, the NFL auditing practices and stuff. And, I mean, I just think, you know, I mean, again, I mean, people are, are like, looking at what's in front of them instead of what, what's been behind them. Well, no, you, know, you need to look behind you. I don't think anybody's see what's doing going that. On here. I don't think anybody's doing okay. that. I think people are looking at the here here's here's the fear for me. I told you this last week. I want I think a lot of people who are writing about this actually want it to be true. Um, but in reporting, they're going to follow the facts. They're going to, you know, and I, and I think the report that you were just referring to was Ben's, right? Or are you referring to the Daniel Kaplan report? Because that, that's Kaplan yeah, that's the other guy I had on. I had Kaplan on, who was the first to report Jason Friedman's name um, as as a part of this and point out the accounting practices, which I think Ben did as well. You know, I don't think anything that Daniel wrote or Ben wrote is trying to defend the organization. I just think it's their reporting. But what, what I said to you a week ago is what still kind of bothers me. Now, we can talk about how this could manifest itself if it were to happen. Um, because maybe there's really no consequence to this because of the vast history. I just think that they, that if there's overreach because, there are people on this committee that can't stand Dan and want him out of there, or people in the league that want him out of there, that they can't swing and miss too many times. 
And this one feels like, for me, by the way, uh, Perez also said there are other financial improprieties, other people in addition to Friedman, that will bring forth more information and that Friedman did provide evidence. Okay. I, I hope it's true. I'm just telling you what my gut is on this specific allegation. And if it, it if it doesn't go anywhere, all you're doing with that owner who w- would love for Tiffany Johnston's allegations to fall flat on, on, on its ass, this latest to fall flat on its ass, so he could raise his arms in a V and claim victory and say, this is why you shouldn't worry about all the other stuff. I don't... Sympathetic figure is the term I used. I think that that's probably hyperbole. But I don't want swings and misses on this. I want swings and connections. Let me take you back. Yeah. Okay. Remember the Jeffrey Epstein allegations? Yes. That, you know, were, were you know, turned out to be not true. That's right. Uh, or never proven. And... Uh, uh, remember, you were the first one to report yep. that the team was so elated about the Jeffrey Epstein allegations that they sent out to their sponsors a letter saying, you know, yeah, the Post story, we may have done all that, but we didn't do this. <laughs> right. You know? Still one of the most amazing things <laughs> to me during that whole period of time. So, we came so from, came, that letter came from our, our friend Louis Shrek, you know, who was still selling <laughs> for the team as the yeah. marketing or sales director, whatever. Go ahead. Now, I can't think of a bigger swing and miss than, than tying Snyder to Jeffrey Epstein. So it wasn't Did Congress. It, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't Congress. It was rumor mill. But I know that, but it, didn't, it, it, it did not make any difference. I don't think, again, I mean, swings and misses with this guy, irrelevant. It There's did. nothing, nothing. That, they, that, that he can be accused of that a segment of people won't believe. In the no, moment, I mean, Tommy, it did make a difference. As bad as that story, as bad as that story and as real as that first uh, post story was, it really seemed in the moment to be a letdown for all of the people that were hoping that there was something in there that would really nail them, which is what was rumored the entire uh, week leading up to that. But here's the thing, and you yeah. can count on this as much as you can count on the sun rising in the morning. Uh, before you blink, there will be something else. Of course. Okay. Of course. So it, this is like stop, this is like stopping a, a dam that's about to break. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I I still tend to believe uh, that uh, it's more possible the allegations are true than not. But even if they don't, uh, I think that if, if they're determined to drive this truck, you know, down the road, uh, over Snyder, over Roger Goodell, and again, the, the, the ultimate goal here is to get Roger Goodell and Dan Snyder on a witness stand in front of Congress, in front of the committee, on TV, to testify. Well, they better do and that before that, next November. Yes, they better. Because after next November, it doesn't happen. Right. You know, after, you know, so, so I, but I think that is the straw that breaks the camel's back as much as anything. I think if, if Roger Goodell is dragged before a congressional committee and embarrassed on national te- television, I think that's the one that does, does Snyder in. I hope you're right. But back to you pointing out, you know, the, the letter that they sent out to all of their clients attaching, attaching the Washington Post story to the letter and talking about how all of the terrible rumors about sex trafficking and drug parties and Jeffrey Epstein weren't true. But this actually is solid reporting about all these women that reported sexual harassment within the organization. Amazing just to think about. But that was what they did. You know, they 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 essentially yeah. claimed victory. And so all I am saying is if, let's just say a month from now, the Mary Jo White investigation of Tiffany Johnston doesn't, you know, produce anything, which, you know, let's be honest, what's it really going to produce? 
Who can prove that he put a hand on her thigh underneath a t- table at a meeting? And, 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 you know, Howard Gutman's already been on several times saying, you know, uh, nudging or pushing, it was to, to, to give her, I mean, that thing, I'm, I'm skeptical as to whether or not, whether that thing's going to produce anything uh, that, that uh, you know, ties anything directly to Snyder. So if you get that combined with the 40% ticket sale thing falling flat on its ass, they're going to do the same thing they did in July of 2020. They're going to send a letter out to everybody, and they're going to do more than that. They're going to claim, you know, in public, you know, kind of, look, people are after me. They're coming after me with false accusations. They're coming after me with all this stuff. You know, I, we, I would have, I would have inst- you know, we're transparent on the Mary Jo White the league has been. I just don't want them in that position again, I guess. And I, I just hope that Congress understands that this better have some teeth to it. It's just better. Again, to your point, if it doesn't, are we going to forget the past? Are we going to all of a sudden say, oh, my God, Snyder's, you know, he's actually been innocent of all, all of this all along? No, I'm not saying that. But they're just they're looking for some of these wins. And I'll tell you what would happen. You'd get another diatribe from Ron Rivera saying, can we now just focus on the football, please? Because in, in you uh, he, may, he, may, he may not say that by that point. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you'd get certainly a lot of people blaming, you know, media um, lust for some of this stuff, which is, of course, ridiculous because this is emanating from Congress. And then the claim uh, that a look, former employee I, I, made. We'll see. As an aside, yes. As an aside, I recommend to everybody listening uh, a Netflix series called Unbelievable. What is it? Okay, you haven't told me. About uh, this, this is very relevant to this. Uh, it's about uh, how victims of sexual assault and rape, right, uh, are handled uh, in the in the in the in the justice system process. Uh, it's one view. I'm not saying it's the only view, but it's one view that I don't think most people realize that, you know, that that happens in these he said, she said kind of situations. So I would highly recommend. It's good series. How many how many episodes? I don't know. I mean, what did you watch it or a couple weeks? Well, it's not it's not a binge watch thing. You have to wait for it. It, sa- it says it was one season in 2019. Okay. Is- well, we haven't watched them all because we had to. F- we had to embark on, on a nightmare journey <laughs> to Orlando. Is this the thing with Tony Collette in it? Touching them, but uh, the first couple episodes are fabulous. Is this with and Tony Collette I think in eye it? Opening. Tony Collette. Who's Tony Collette? It's, she's one of the women. She's the one that was in. Um, that movie, uh, uh, Sunshine, um, God, that, that great movie, um, was it called Sunshine? Was that the name of the movie, Sunshine? I don't know. I don't know who, the name of the actors or actors what, what, what's in it? it. Okay. But that, but I'm just recommending it. Uh, it's a good series and, uh, especially with the Deshaun little, little Watson mi- stuff li- going little, on. Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine is the movie. Okay. Did you ever see Little Miss Sunshine? Yes, I did. Very funny. Very, very funny. Amusing. Very enjoyable. So movie. Tony Collette yeah. was the was the mother, was the wife. It says that she's in this show unbelievable. Okay. Oh my god. She may be. Okay. Um I'm assuming you didn't take uh at, at any point Sunday night after you finally arrived in Orlando to watch the next episode of Winning Time, did you? Um by the way, it was pretty good. Uh all right. Let's talk some baseball season and what I'm looking forward to today, the Masters. We'll do that right after these words from a few of our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So by the time most of you get this podcast, Tiger Woods has already started his first round at Augusta, uh, which as you're listening to this podcast, more likely than not, I am watching it. This is what I can't wait for today. Um, I know it's opening day, opening night for the Nats, and I always love opening day, and I've been to a lot of opening days. Um, Tommy, yesterday I had this guy Michael Ortman on the show. He's written a book called Opening Day 50 for 50. He's been to 50, or he went to 50 straight opening days starting in 1970 at, 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 uh, at RFK uh, Stadium. Uh, do you know the book, or do you know who I'm talking about or not? I've heard, I've heard about the book. It sounds like a great idea for a book. Yeah. It really, really does. He was great. If anybody missed it, uh, it was at the end of the podcast yesterday. Um, but the Masters has all of my attention. I'll watch the Nats tonight. I will. Um, but this Tiger Woods return story, it's not Alex Smith, obviously, because Alex Smith ended up on a football field where he got picked up by Aaron Donald and thrown to the ground in his first game back. Um, but, uh, 14 months later or whatever it's been, yeah, it's about 14 months after that car accident and almost losing uh, his leg. Uh, he is playing golf today at Augusta, an amazing story for one of the most amazing athletes and most accomplished athletes of all time you can make the case the most accomplished athlete of the all, of all time so anyway do, do you have any thoughts on that yeah i have some thoughts go ahead it's I mean, not a sport okay. and you, all you tiger no, no, worshipers no, 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 what? that's it that that's it that's it's it's the it's the tiger worshipers okay. it's like a cult you know, <laughs> i have i don't have any issues with him per se I mean, like, like example, you said he lost, he almost lost his leg. Well, how did he almost lose his leg? In a car accident. Really? How did that car accident happen? <laughs> well, we don't know a lot of the details. No, we don't. We know there was well, high speed. In, we, there was high speed involved. Right. We don't care about the details because it's Tiger. <laughs> this is what the sheriff's department said out in California. Well, it's Tiger. <laughs> so who cares about the details? If, if we know the details, that doesn't mean you have to know. We're never going to tell you. Right. Okay, tell me about the no. Nationals. The over-under on win total uh, for this year for them is 70 and a half. Obviously, starting oh, pitching is a major problem. Are they going to win? You thought they were going to win more games than that recently. Uh, as recently as a month ago, you thought there's, there was a chance they could be a surprise team in the National League East. Uh, on the verge of of the 2022 season, what do you think today? Well, I think their their win total is more than 70 wins, uh, but uh, I'm not so bullish on them being uh, a competitive team in the NL East anymore because their pitching is such an uncertainty right now. They're starting pitching, uh, which will affect their bullpen, which isn't overwhelming to begin with. Uh, you know, Strasburg is on the DL. Uh, he may not be ready to pitch until May, coming back from shoulder surgery uh, in, in uh, last year. Uh, and nobody knows what he'll be like. And, you know, based on his history, even if he's healthy when he, when he comes back, there's no, certainly no assurances he'll stay healthy. Patrick Corbin is the starting pitcher today on opening, opening night. Uh, he turned in arguably the worst season starting season of any pitcher in Nationals history last year. And this is the guy they're giving the ball to. These are their, their top two guys that they have, I don't know, maybe $350-$400 million invested in between the two of them. And both of them are big question marks. I, after that, it's, you know, Annabelle Sanchez, who's, what, 39 years old. Yeah. You know, and, and without a baseball last year. And Josiah Gray, who looked good at some points last year, but it's still an untested prospect, you know, and, 
You know, Joe Ross, he's not he's on the DL. He's not healthy yet, still coming back from, from Tommy John's surgery. And uh it's just uh there's so much uncertainty in the starting pitching and what one of the things that killed them last year was their starting pitching, you know, made them go to the bullpen quicker and the bullpen wasn't that good and couldn't handle, you know, coming in in the fifth inning on and they got they got worn out. And that's the cycle they could face again this year. They'll score a lot of runs. They're going to have an explosive offense, I think, uh, led by Juan Soto and Nelson Cruz. Uh, but uh, if they get reasonable starting pitching, they could get 82, maybe 85 wins. No, maybe more. I don't know. I find it hard to believe they get more than that. But if they don't, they'll, be, they'll struggle to get over 70 but I still think they'll do it because uh, they're going to score a lot of runs. I mean, you know, look, Atlanta uh, looks very impressive as a repeat this year. Philly has another explosive offense, but there's a lot of questions about their pitching and defense. Uh, the Mets, I mean, you know, Jacob DeGrom was supposed to be a starter tonight. He's already scratched. Well, they're the favorite. You know, they're, they're a, a slight favorite to win the division. Right. No, it's there, close there between them and Atlanta. About the, yeah, the Mets, you know, because they're, they're, you know, in a way they've become like the uh, commanders of, of baseball in terms of turmoil. And uh, the Marlins are a good young team with a good manager in Don Mattingly. Uh, so, you know, I mean, in, like in, in 2005, we talked about this. It could be like 2005 where every team in a division has a record of 500 or better, even the bottom, you know, even the last place Nationals in 2005. I think they'll they'll over they'll get over that 70 mark, but they need some real they need they need things to go right, a lot of things to go right for them to compete. And if they don't, then it's another wasted year with Juan Soto on the on on the team that they weren't able to take advantage of. And there's only three years left of that. Yeah, I had Mark on the show, Mark Zuckerman, on the uh, radio show this morning. He he compared this team to the 2010 team and said it's all about you know Ruiz and you know um, and and the young pitching that they have, uh, Cavalli, and uh, and and finding out whether or not they're they're tracking in the right direction with some of their young players. That this isn't going to be a good season at all. But are they two years, you know, will we know at the end of the year that they're two years away or, you know, nearing, uh, you know, possible contention? Um, and, and that's – I don't think anybody's got any expectations that this is going to be a very good season. But, you know, finding out whether or not Ruiz really is a potential budding star, obviously, you know, you have one in Soto and then – with some of these young pitchers, you know, Gray and obviously Cade Cavalli in particular, who was kind of up and down in, in the spring. Yeah, I mean, Rizzo, Rizzo believes they'll be ready to compete next year. Yeah. Okay, and my, my contention has been they should try to compete this year because Juan Soto's not going to be there at some point. Okay, and uh, you should take advantage of every year Soto's on the lineup. Now, they were handcuffed in a way because their problem is starting pitching. And they couldn't really go out and get starting pitching because they have Strasburg and they have Corbin. I mean, you know, they have that's their number one and number two starters. So, I mean, how are you going to sign starting pitching when if things go right, these are your starters? Right. I mean, it's not like, I mean, you can't, you can't just, like, push them back. That's like $350, $400 million. So they were kind of handcuffed. In, in, in getting starting pitching because of the uncertainty of Strasburg and, and Corbin. But I think they, they could have done more uh, to shore up their uh, infield a little bit. I just think that, you know, I just think it's a shame to, to waste uh, a Juan Soto uh, year on, with a losing record. 
Well, I think they probably are going to waste a year of one, so more likely than not. 70 and a half uh, from the odds makers um, is not a promising number. It's rare when somebody picked that low um, you know, before the season. It's just one of those sports where rarely do you see somebody you know, that's supposed to be one of the four or five worst teams in the sport end up contending for a World Series. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I remember the Marlins in 2003. Uh, they were a long shot that wound up winning the, win the World Series. And, of course, the, the 69 men. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, but uh, you're right. It's rare. All right. Last thing that I wanted to talk about real quickly, because I did this on the radio show, um, the Diggs contract that he signed yesterday, uh, Terry McLaurin and Terry McLaurin's agent are doing a really good job. They just should be patient because the price for him is just going up and has really gone up over the last month. Washington probably should have been super aggressive from the beginning. It doesn't mean that they would have gotten a deal done because Terry McLaurin, I'm sure with his agent saying, no, we should be patient and see what happens here uh, in the offseason with Devontae Adams, with you know still to come probably Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown and, and D.K. Metcalf, et cetera. Um, and you know, he could be a year away from free agency. But uh, spot rack, which projects you know future contracts as well as tracks current contracts, now has the projected contract for Terry McLaurin at like twenty four and a half million dollars a year, like a four mil- a four year ninety eight million dollar deal, which I would guess you know two thirds of that you know guaranteed. That's where Washington is right now. I, it doesn't mean that I don't think they're going to try to re-sign him, but the price has gone up and it's going to continue to go up. And you have to be careful, even though you've got that franchise tag as your, you know, kind of your bailout if you don't get a deal done before um, next year comes. We we just saw Devontae Adams basically tell Green Bay to go pound sand, that he wasn't going to play under the franchise tag. I think they'll be aggressive in trying to sign him after the draft to see what they get in the draft at number 11 because it could be Chris Olave who's in town, could be a receiver. Um, I think they should be aggressive in signing Terry, Terry McLaurin because I think he fits everything that Ron wants in trying to change the culture of the football team. And I think with better quarterbacking, whether it's Wentz or somewhere, you know, somebody else down the road, you know, he's going to produce better results. He's really good. But a top five contract essentially is what you're going to be looking for um, right now to get a deal done with Terry McLaurin. $24.5 million a year is basically top five right now. You've got you know Hill, Adams, Diggs, uh, and Hopkins. Uh, and then it would be McLaurin if they signed him to that kind of a deal. Now, like Field Yates told me many years ago on the radio show, Today's, you know, today's overpayment is, is tomorrow's bargain. And within probably a year, it'd be like a top 10 salary at wide receiver. But they're going to have to pay to, 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 to get a deal done with Terry McLaurin. That's my only thought on that. Do you have anything else? You probably need to get to sleep. No, no, no. I don't have anything else. Look, I mean, Terry McLaurin is, is worth the price. If that's the price, he's worth the price. All right, go uh, enjoy the day. Uh, I will talk to you whenever. Um, If you're around tomorrow morning and you want to jump on, that's great. If not, no big deal. All right, boss. All right, back tomorrow.